welcome to another edition of the Always Sunny in Emmitsburg Fantasy Football Podcast. Brian, how are you today? I am in an interesting headspace today, but uh, I think we'll get to that. I did not prep you on it, and I'm uh, I'm excited to just to just hear your reaction live. How are you today? You know, I'm doing okay. I had a uh, pretty decent day at work. I had a midday nap for probably the first time in 2021 that didn't involve me uh, being emotionally unwell or physically unwell. I just yeah. took a nap. Um, I actually did it during the workday. That was from about 2.50 to 3.30. It was yeah. awesome. Guy I work with named Frankie, friend of mine. Tim knows him. Uh, he does that about every day at his desk. It's real. It's real. Uh, it's really what we're looking for. <laughs> we have a. Uh, we have. We'll, we'll. Well, I guess we'll get right into the life updates. This is my first podcast uh, that we're doing from Pennsylvania. Uh, I moved. I'm sure everyone who listens to this podcast knows because we're in the same group chat. Yep. Um, but I am now in the my office, which. Danielle helped me name. Uh, it's called the Red Zone. Nice. Uh, basically, I really have... thought. I'm sorry, but I really thought it was about to be called the Old Ham Office. <laughs> I, was just, I was like, "Wow, way to go, Danielle! Step up." That's pretty fitting, but that's what it would be called if I named it myself. Um, we have a two bedroom apartment now, and one day Danny was in a good mood, and I'm sure she regret it, but she gave me full permission to do whatever I wanted in the second bedroom. Um, I haven't decorated it yet. I'm going to, I'm going to buy, uh, a Luka Doncic picture and frame it. Um, have some other things I'm going to hang up. Like I got these two golf things that are designed to go on walls, but I've never hung them because that's just not who I am. Um, yeah, you didn't have really the room for it. Yeah. Same thing happened with me. I got it. the second bedroom and that was my office and I got to hang stuff in it. Same, same principle. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I have my um, keyboard set up, which has been in my closet since we moved in six years ago to our old place because Danny never liked the way it looked. And uh, she said, oh, you can just get it out when you want to play it. But that's not really how it works because it takes 10 minutes to set up and I play for five minutes. So I literally never <laughs> touched it. Um, so yeah, that's nice. I get the play around on my keyboard for about two minutes once every week or so and yeah. that's how I like to play um yeah so this is a pretty cool room we also have a little twin size bed it's a um trundle bed is what it's called it has a pull out uh-huh. second bed underneath of it which doesn't really pull out because it's carpeted so we're gonna have to figure out how to get it out but yeah everything's uh the new place is great I like the little town we live in uh, it's called Lidditz, Pennsylvania. Some of you have heard of it. Some of you have been here. Some of you For have sure. never been to Pennsylvania. No, no everybody's listening. I guarantee yeah. everybody's in yeah. PA at some point. Well, has Kelson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelson came. No, did he? No, oh, yeah. No. Your draft no. is in Pennsylvania. The 2018 draft, Kelson definitely came to that. That was after Ocean City, Maryland. Oh, man, did he? I think he did. No, you know what? Springy was still in the league. So he's only been in the league two years. So I guess 
uh, he wasn't at the 2019 draft, or was he? Man, whatever. All right, Kelsey, oh, the 2019... if, you list, if you listen to this podcast, text the group and say yes or no, you have or have not been to yeah. Pennsylvania in your life. And don't count, you know, don't count bowling night at the Mount. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I would have never thought of that. Don't, don't count that. <laughs> don't count Ski Liberty. Give me a break. Mountain Liquors. Like, you know, let's talk let's, – Let's get into Gettysburg area, a little north, a little north of Gettysburg, before we're talking Pennsylvania. Um, cool, yeah. So, uh, what's what's going on in your life? Well, uh, first podcast for you in Pennsylvania. First podcast for me as a single man, as uh, I think everybody should know. I think I, I mean, knowing me, I probably said it in Aussie, but maybe not. Jill uh, moved out beginning of June. It was all good, and then. Um, not to be dramatic, but Dan's wedding is kind of the end of our relationship. Really just broke us apart. A lot went into it, but, you know, uh, Dan's wedding was kind of the final straw. She didn't come, and Dan had a plate for her and everything. So, you know, much more my fault in that scenario than it is Ms. Jill's. But, uh, you know, it's been all right. We haven't talked very much. It's cool. But today she had an appointment pre-planned months we knew this before she ever went back home we knew she had to be back home we knew she had to be back here for this and the plan was for her to come back in like september but i think nothing to do anyway i don't think that would happen but so she's in town today i gave her full permission hey come into the apartment get your stuff while i'm at work i thought that she would just take clothing um no (laughs) i guess i thought that because she flew but so like i come home and i'm like Let's see if anything's missing. And I, I walk in. I don't notice that there's like a rug missing. I think the rug is what bothers me the most because she flew. What are you, what are you doing with the rug? You're shoving it into your carry-on? Like what are you going to do with this rug that you took? Uh, took? I think she threw it in the garbage. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. And there was a, a mirror that she took, which was her mirror. And I, she, that's all hers. And like a picture that hangs in the, uh, the bathroom. That's fine. Some decorations, whatever. Some of that stuff's fine. I already replaced thing in the bathroom and i already replaced the mirror just immediately on site i knew where we bought it and i was just like whatever i'll pay for it and it's not it's not about the money it's really just like did you even take the clothing like there's still clothes here so now i gotta deal with that i just you know hey listen breakups are hard and uh i think i'm doing pretty well but you know you know me i like to overshare i just it's it was just funny i'm not telling it in a funny way i'm telling it in kind of like a sad way which is unfortunate because i would prefer to tell it a funny way but it was just like I walk in and I'm like going in each room kind of like, well, what's missing in here? It was like a, a spot the difference picture. But I'm trying to just draw from my own memory from like days prior because I don't really go in the second bedroom much. Like I'm like, oh, the uh, the PlayStation controlling charging station is gone. That makes sense. That was technically hers. Yeah, sure. OK. And <laughs> like some of it's obvious, like the rug is gone. Like the rug is a big one. But then it's like. I don't know, a plant is missing. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> you know, and we, we, we hashed it out. And by hashed it out, I mean, I said, hey, that was kind of petty. And, and, and she uh, didn't like that. And so then the conversation just ended. I was like, hey, never mind. So, you know, I think today, though, is like the last day where we worry about it. And tomorrow is a new day. I think, uh, I, you know, what's interesting about me, I have lived in Memphis since November 2nd, 2019. I have made zero Instagram posts, Facebook posts, Twitter posts. I have not made any kind of public anything that I live in Memphis, Tennessee. Do you know that? Uh, I did not know that. So, no, like, there are probably people who have no idea. 
and, and you know they're like fringe. We're talking fringe people, but you know I'm thinking I'm uh, you know turning that new leaf. Gonna post Sam in Memphis. Nothing dramatic. Just I'm in Memphis. You know I got I got I got to think about how I want to do it. But uh, you know I just I'm excited about. I will say I went out on Sunday night. It was the first time I'd been out on a weeknight since I mean 2018 at least. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I went out. I went to a hotel pool party. I didn't go in the pool. The pool, was, the party was around the pool, it was like a rooftop bar pool thing that we have downtown. And then went to Beale Street, and it was a lot of fun. Went to this fancy restaurant that I can't afford with a bunch of people that I just met that day, and it was cool. I had a great time, and I'm hoping I get to do more things like that because that is what I moved here for, man. Meet new people, have new experiences, and and just I don't know, man. Just kind of. I don't want to say explore myself. That sounds a little, a little weird, but yeah. When uh, I say, but you know what's funny is I was telling a guy last thing I was I was telling a guy at work about this today. This guy work with reminds me of Tim. Guy work with reminds me of Rico. And it just occurred to me as we were as you were talking that you kind of sound like this guy, and you actually kind of remind me of this guy. I'm just really rebuilding my friend group here at work. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's very I was, cool. Yeah, it is, and 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 you would like him, I think. Yes, because I was th- I was gonna describe him. I was like, he's kind of got like that dad energy about him that that we've always said you have, and uh, you guys kind of sound the same too. I was thinking when you started talking, it kind of blew my mind. But I was telling him about how uh, she's gonna be in the apartment today. I'm just hoping that nothing's, you know, I'm hoping the couch is in one piece. And he, <laughs> and you know, he's asking me a few stories about it. I'm telling him, and he's just like, man, you got some wild stories, man. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait do you hear about wait do you hear about the Kentucky Derby when I was a senior in college? Wait do you hear about you know, that's the story you love. Without saying the name of the person, that's the story that you like to hear. Oh, that's okay. I was gonna say what's the Kentucky Derby? Yeah, okay. My bad. I, I, yeah. I didn't want to say the name. I was just No, yeah, yeah, totally. I, I love that story. Yeah. It's one of my top five all time stories, all friend groups. Yeah, that's the story I would tell offline, but I just don't want to say the name of the person. Yeah. Because, you know, they're listening to this podcast for sure. I mean, 50-50 chance, especially <laughs> once they find out you're in Memphis. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Before we move on, you said a lot of things that I have a lot of thoughts about. Yeah, I hope so. Um, as someone who has never experienced an adult breakup, mm-hmm. uh, I think you are doing well. Thank you. Um, I think I would not be like you are. Um, which is to say, I don't know how I'd act. I don't, I think I would be on hiatus or I would be on some type of alcohol bender. And I don't think you did either of those. So bravo. Thank you. I, I would say I was pretty prepared for it. And I, I will also say, like, I've told people many times I'm reformed. It's not going to be like four years ago when I was just not a good person. Hey, and I'm just, you know, taking it pretty slow, but I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping to, you know, what's confusing about to people is like, I'll I'll meet people and I'm like, Hey, like, I'm not really looking for anything like at all. (laughs) I'm not talking long-term. I'm not talking short-term. I'm just saying, Hey, if you're downtown with some friends, I would love to come and just hang out because I'm a good time. And then it'll be like weird for a few minutes. And then it's actually, uh, it's awesome. Yeah. That's a a good, that's a good way to live. I definitely think that's a good way to live. I FaceTimed. Tim and Rico and Zach while I was walking over to this hotel because I was like, hey, like these people are already drunk and it's kind of weird. I don't know any of them. I never met any of them in person. Uh, I met the one girl on Bumble and she invited me out. And I was like, I, I basically said no like six times. And then I texted her. I was like, you know what's effed up is 
uh, the reason I live downtown is to be invited to things like what you're inviting me to. And the reason I download the app and to reach out is like, it's for these kind of moments. And here I am just being like, yeah, I'm not going to come. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I just got dressed and I walked down. It was 10 minute walk. Like, why would I not? And uh, yeah, it was like, I FaceTimed them because it was just kind of awkward. And then, uh, and then like, cause it was a lot, it was like eight people. And then it was one girl's birthday and she just like walked up and just put her friend on Snapchat. And then she just turned the camera on me. Didn't even know my name, but you know, I just, camera's on man that's when i that's when when the lights come on i'm at my best she was like brian how's it i think she didn't know my name she guessed and she guessed right she's like brian like how's your day going and and you know i replied responded with a couple jokes and impressed her and then she went over and told people like that guy seems pretty cool and then it was it was all downhill from there so i'm not saying that every experience i ever have will be that good because uh you know i've had some experiences on these apps but you know we're doing okay so far Making some friends. That's uh, that's really exciting. It's good to hear. Uh, making friends is fun. Um, I don't have that skill the way that other people do. Um, I get pretty awkward pretty quickly most of the time. And then about 20% of the time, I'm pretty outgoing Yeah, uh, around new people. So, you know. It's tough. I really just, you know, I was like, you know what? You're out here. Like, you just got to try. Just got to try. It's going to suck. It kind of did suck, and then it was cool. Yeah, that sounds like it. So, but I appreciate you saying that. Did you have other thoughts? I mean, I kind of cut you off. No, you actually answered the part too. I wanted to get more information on how you ended up going out on a weeknight, and you said you were at a party with people you met that day. So I was wondering how how did that actually happen? But it sounds like you met one person on uh the back and then they invited you out with other people yeah and i'm being coy about it i don't really know why like i've been broken up for like a month but i still (laughs) think i'm looking over my shoulder (laughs) yeah you know like i'm just like yeah no but and it and i don't know why i'm being so coy but yeah it was that's what that's what happened and then we were just kind of still out and it was like past it was like one o'clock when i get home i gotta get up at six and but i was like this is who cares like just do this one thing one time I don't even have the app. I actually just, I'm going to re-download it now. Actually, I might as well. Why not? <laughs> you know, I don't, I'm, I'm fairly confident that after college, I've never done a Sunday night ever. I mean, yeah. even in college, it was, it was probably rare. Um, because Sundays I normally did like almost all my homework, like after football. So, well, I mean, that's only first semester. I don't know. College is so long ago now, but uh, yeah, the Sunday thing—it seems pretty cool. I I would love to try it one day. It was different, but it was enjoyable. I mean, it was like the whole time you're like, "Wow, I really should leave." Yeah, I've had I've had two work happy hours that were during the week. uh, I think a Wednesday and a Thursday, and they went to like ten thirty, eleven. But you know, starting at five thirty right after work, it was. Those those were pretty long days, but uh, never yeah. the Sunday. So, but I'll wrap it up by just saying, generally, I'm in a better mood now, and I think that's what I'm shooting for in life. It's just to generally be improved moods. I am too, and that's why I meditate. Yeah. All right, so I got that out of the way. Right, let me let's log off talk... Humble real quick. <laughs> let's talk okay, a little bit about <laughs> why we have a podcast and that's the ASI league any updates or 
things that the league should know about the 2021 season at this point? Yes. So I'll make it quick because I kind of rambled about my life. Uh, I sent the, the text update. Some of the stuff is basic. Draft is going to be September 4th. Tim is not going to be able to draft. Uh, I am coming home for the draft, and it's because I am trying to encourage as many people to go as possible. So I, not to toot my own horn here, I just feel like if I, if I don't go, then all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, let's just do it from Zoom again. And I think I, I sat next to Sternick at a Columbia Fireflies game, and I could tell he really, really, really wants to host the draft. He wants to show us where he's from. He wants us to meet his girlfriend. It's lovely. I really enjoyed her. And Are they married? He, no, they're not. Yeah. Engaged. <laughs> no, they're oh. not. They've, they haven't been together for that long. I, can't keep I mean, up. I don't know. People are getting engaged pretty quick nowadays, but you know, I I don't know. This is this is gonna be something that Rico's like, oh, bachelor party soon, boys. But uh, I got uh, my bachelor parties this weekend. I got I proposed after seven years of dating, and we have been engaged for almost three years now. And we're getting married yeah, on our ten year right. anniversary. So yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm from a different uh, school. I'm from that same school. I'm from the school of like, hey, we've been together for a long time. This should probably end. Anyway, Tim uh, is not going to be able to draft, so hopefully we can get other people there. Uh, Sternick would like to host a draft. I already mentioned that. But again, I just want to reiterate. Like, Sternick really, really, really uh, wants to host this draft. You know, man, he, he needs He's our guy. He needs this. Um, <laughs> that makes us sound sad. Keeper selections are now open. I have to do – there's two things I wrote down on my list here that I have to do. One of them is the keeper list. The other one is far more innocuous. The other one, and I'll jump ahead, we'll do the draft slot lottery on August 4th. That's the day that Tim, Rico, and Zach fly into Memphis, and so I'm going to be with them. And it's, people move so slow in that thing. Like, I just want to have at least a third of the league together. It'll move way faster, I hope. Because remember, Zach last year took like eight hours because he was working, or he <laughs> thought he responded or something like that. Like, now I can look him in the eyes and, and ask him what pick he wants, but nice. even though he's first. Uh that's the other thing I have to do besides the keeper list is come up with a bunch of things for them to do. They're getting into Memphis on a Wednesday afternoon. I work like I can't get off of work. And so they're going to be basically all day. Like you talk about going out on a weeknight, like they're here only a few days. This is going to be the only time they ever come to Memphis. I'm going to be going out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I'm going to be awesome. very tired. Um, but we can talk about that. I don't know if we're going to do another pop. Maybe I'll talk about that at the end, but Okay, so they're going to be 14-game season, three divisions of four teams. I know I had that idea of, like, hey, we can pick the divisions, but I'm just going to assign the division. It was a fun idea, but, like, I know what the rivalries are. And, and you know, I just – like, you and Dan Yan are going to be in the same division, for example. Oh, fun. You know? Yeah, right. Like, that's what I was looking for. Like, I, like me, Tim, Rico, and Zach are going to be the division. Like, you can just pencil that one in. Um. Now, what I get nervous about is somebody like Tyler maybe being in a division with, like, Dan Shannon. And I'm like, oh, maybe this is <laughs> maybe this oh, is unbalanced. I'm just kidding. No, I wouldn't do it because it's such a – fantasy is such a group. But uh, 14 games, three divisions of four. Play everyone in your division twice. That's six. And then you have the other eight teams in the league. That's 14. And the more fun thing is that the new regular season tournament running concurrent with the season. This means – is similar to uh, like ladder style FA Cup and European soccer style tournaments. I'll do a tournament based on last year's standings. So teams go, will get a buy or a double buy, and I'll pair up some teams. And it, it'll just be tracked by me. It'll be like weeks two through four, or then, then weeks five through seven. And I'm tweaking how I want to do it. 
a little bit here and there, but it would just be like aggregate points for those three best two out of three, maybe each week, or maybe it's aggregate over two weeks. Haven't fully locked that down, but that is what's going to happen. I'm still sourcing some opinions on that. I'm also, I was originally going to be like, maybe it's your lineup that you submitted that day, or maybe it's, you know, it's your quarterback or running back and or quarterback and three flex or something like that, you know, but maybe that would be too much work and I'd have to reach out to too many people. So maybe I just pick like, quarterback two running back two receivers or something i don't know i'm still workshopping it but uh that's something we could talk about but that will when i say the league fees won't change really what i'm saying is i'm basically awarding money for like points and record i think this kind of thing will reward regular season stuff like scoring a lot of points over a few weeks stretch and i don't know i just think it'll be a little bit more fun Uh, it's like it'll be feel like kind of a playoff feeling during the season and I really just stole this idea right out of FIFA and I hope people like it. But if, if we do it for a year and it's not fun, then we won't do it again. But I, I just want to try something new. So those are the updates. And I know that wasn't as ironclad because I, as I say it, I start second guessing myself, but yeah, that's everything I had. That sounds pretty good. Uh, my vote is that this scoring ignores the kicker and the defense because they don't right. actually have a chance. That's what I was thinking too. It's just, just the skill players or, but also like, I would guess I would leave it open. And I feel like only people like you and me would do this where it's like, you can choose which quarterback two running back three receivers, tight ends that you want. So for example, like week one last year, when you had Jimmy G and Joe Burrow, you could be like, well, I'm going to do Jimmy G for real life. But if we can count Joe Burrow's points for this other side thing, just wow. so you have both. That's yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That I, could be, I, I think that'd be fun. It is fun. Um, but then, yeah, you got to think of everybody else's commitment. Um, but, th- but I guess if it's just an option, then if they don't do it, then it's just the starting lineup. But if oh. you text me separately, you see what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. So maybe that could be it. You could do yeah. a, uh, if, if your previews, if your previews got out early, you could put like a Google form in the preview. Hmm. Good point. I'd have to learn how to do that first, but yeah. <laughs> it's pretty easy. <laughs> I'm just selling the idea. Yeah. Google form. <laughs> no, but me. I agree. I, I, I like that. I do like that idea. Cause I could see some, like some people, people take this seriously. I always undersell the league, but like people take this league seriously. I shouldn't say, I shouldn't discredit our people like that. We're going into like year eight. It's crazy. That's pretty good. Eight years is a good run. Uh, yeah. I love this league. It's, I don't know. In my top two, I don't know what number one is yet right now well, off the top of my head, but, but it has to be no lower than two. It's also um, – I think this will be like the long – like I had a league eight years with the eighth year nobody cared, like not even me. And this will be – I mean, I think people will still care this year. So this will be the longest league I've ever had at this point. And I sent that text about uh, Taiwan Walker, and I was basically just kidding. Nobody responded, which is fine, but it was like uh, – I, I drafted Taiwan Walker in the Fantasy Baseball League in 2012 – and I just was thinking he's going to be in my life forever, but he wasn't. But the people that I started the fantasy baseball league with are, because a lot of those guys I barely knew Tyler, Sternick, Justin, even like I, I, Tim and I were good friends by that point, but you know, Dan Shannon and I were good friends at that point, but I don't know. We didn't know each other that well. I don't think you were in the original league. I think I may have added you later. Mike O'Connor was in it, but like that. Yeah. That I took over thing. somebody's team. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And that league kind of, crafted those friendships that sophomore year when I met everybody. So really, I mean, that's, I would have been friends with them even without the fantasy league, but that's what I was just trying to symbolize is, I don't know, man. It's, it's pretty rare to have something like this for as long as we've had it. It's pretty cool. 
I'll be honest and say I didn't fully read that message. I remember being okay. outside and I remember seeing Tylen Walker's face. And I remember moving on with my day. Uh, because yeah, I thought that's fair. it was just a baseball text. Yeah, that's totally fair. But I appreciate I, your I, sentiments. I uh I like it. Yeah. Well, thank you. I am ready to uh I'm ready to move on though. If you are, I know you have a game prepared. Cool. I'm excited about it. All right, so what we're going to do for you guys today is we're going to talk about some players, some football players, fantasy football players. Uh, I start my fantasy prep. Normally, uh, I have this joke where May and June is the uh, preseason and July 1st starts the fantasy football season. But because I am, you know, a responsible adult, and had to do stuff like pack and move. Um, I kind of started my preseason on July 1st, where, you know, my normal preseason, I was looking at stuff, but I wasn't really locked in. And uh, now I'm getting into the early ADPs, and some things really stick out to me. Some things I – all these things that we're going to talk about today are things I don't agree with, um, but all for – different reasons uh so what i'm gonna do is name a, a set of players or a player and ask brian to guess their adp you can give me their position ranking you can give me the overall or you can do like the round and draft pick i have all all, all of that written down so mm-hmm. we'll go over all of that so you ready yeah i'm ready let's do it all right, the first game is higher or lower. Higher is, you know, better draft pick. Earlier yeah. draft pick, yeah. and lower right. is a later draft pick. So we're going to do Steelers rookie running back Najee Harris or Kansas City Chiefs second year running back Clyde Edwards Elair. <sighs> I'm going to say right now it's Edwards Elair, but in a month from now it's going to be Najee Harris. All right, and what do you think their ADPs are? You can give me position. I'm going to give you picks for these. I'm going to give you picks for these because I okay. think that it's going to be like Edwards Elaire. Is it like, man, I don't know. Now I'm starting to think Najee Harris is above him. But just for the sake of it, I'm just going to throw the numbers out and just be like 11 and 15. Total or running back? Uh, total. Because Edwards Elaire okay. was like pick 10 last year. That's why I'm thinking it. All right, so – this is going to be interesting for you. Uh, Najee Harris is currently, and this is based on Fantasy Pros ADP uh, from mm-hmm. right before we started recording. Running back 13, Najee Harris. That is 17 overall. Okay. Which is, wait, I did the math wrong here. I wrote down pick 2.08, but that's impossible. So that's pick 20, basically. That is pick two, 2.05 these backwards that's okay uh, so i think yeah, fantasy two, pros does go ahead 17 is 2.05 so the fifth pick in the second round that's where Najee harris is going right now okay clyde edwards elaire is currently going as the rb 18 so one under him at okay. third uh five under that's rb five 18, overall 31 under. overall so set 14 picks oh 14 picks behind him 
Well, Edwards Elaire wasn't very good. I guess I was just thinking the hype hasn't picked up yet for Najee Harris, but I don't know why I thought that. Of course it has. What's it going to get super much hotter over the next month? But I just think that, like, Najee Harris strikes me as a first-round pick in our fantasy league. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but that just – it strikes me as, as that. Um, I have a little bit of skepticism towards Najee Harris as a player. Um, he's big. They say he's fast. I don't really see him as being fast. Uh, they say he can catch passes. You know, I never saw that when I watched I've been football, but I watched very little. Um, you know, I see the big plays, but all the big plays I saw were Devontae Smith. Uh, so, you know, it's not I, – I don't think it's impossible for him to provide the value of the second-round pick in RB13, but it's kind of like – I I just don't know. I mean, people are saying Benny Snell is going to get cut. People are saying Mike Tomlin only uses one running back. And I just, both of those things, it's just like we're we're taking these things as definite. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, gospel. Like, these are definitely going to happen. I mean, some of the people that are going behind him, I would take over Najee Harris pretty easily and pretty comfortably. I mean, if you look at RB14, for example, is Antonio Gibson, um, and he's going around average pick 21. And I would take Antonio Gibson 100 times out of 100 over Najee Harris this year. Um, That could be wrong, but that's just how I feel, and I don't fully understand the, the reasoning why. Um, like I, I don't get the group. I, I know it's only one spot of wow, this. Well, just actually, tell me, like, what this... running back rank are Cam Akers and DeAndre Swift? Okay, and J.K. So, Dobbins. Let me update everybody. I don't know if I read this wrong or if this because I'm just thinking last year's rookies. If we're talking Clyde edwards Lair. sure. So one correction: Najee Harris is being drafted at RB12, which actually makes him an RB1. I missed. I just mistyped on my document. Cam Akers, RB10, 15 overall. Uh, okay. Who's the other one? J.K. Dobbins, RB15, 28 overall. And then you said Akers and uh, the, rookie, the other rookie from Swift, last year. Uh, 30 Swift, overall, yeah. RB17. Yeah, so that's five rookies from last year. That's five second-year guys that are all around where Najee Harris is going. So, and okay. What I think, I just – I know it's all close, but – it's so funny to me that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is the last of this group because he was yeah, by far and away. Oh, Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor is RB6, oh, so no, six no. overall. But like you're um, about to say, it's like it's because people are so disappointed in what he did. I mean, he also yeah. wasn't great, but it was like it was going to be he's Brian Westbrook. And then he was just – he was solid. I don't know. People expect so much out of a rookie. Yeah, that's another thing, and it's – I'm starting to feel it. Um, almost every rookie in this year's class feels overvalued to me. Excuse me. Except for there was a wide receiver that I liked where they were being drafted, and I can't remember. Also, who like it was. Brian Westbrook, I'm looking at his numbers now. He he really took off in year five. You know. He's Brian Westbrook, but then he's underwhelming for a year, and we're like, "Well, I guess he's, uh, I guess he's Corey Clement." 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is not good radio. I'm looking for a receiver that I thought had good value. But and, I, I mean, um, I'll just say I like I like Najee Harris as a pick because I like rookies. I always love to rail on it, but I do like to take them just because it's fun. I don't know. You get on that train early. It's would I take him ahead of Clyde Edwards Delaire? Probably, but would I take him ahead of Antonio Gibson or J.K. Dobbins? Probably not. So that's take that as you will. I don't know if J.K. Dobbins is going to be a keeper. I thought about keeping Antonio Gibson for a second, but I'll never get a straight answer. If you remember, I picked, and then Rico had two picks, and then it was me again. And I wanted Gibson in that fifth-round spot, but then I was like, well, what if Rico takes him? And so I took him there, and then when it came around, I should have taken Darren Waller if I had been paying attention, but instead I stressed about the fact that I had two rookies, and I took uh, Ronald Jones yeah, just to make sure. We and that, that you know, yeah, and, and that was fine. But Rico says – Rico, remember on Thanksgiving when Gibson scored those touchdowns, Rico was like, B, who, who is this guy? When did you get him? And I was like, I took him as afraid you were. And he was like, oh, yeah, I was definitely going to take him. Okay. I'll never know for sure. That's awesome. I'll never know. But if he was a third-round pick, I would keep him. I don't know who I wouldn't keep, though, Lamar or A.J. Brown. Probably Lamar. But I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, that's a tough decision for sure. I don't even remember who was on my team, honestly. I know I had Brandon Ayuk. I'll probably keep him because his ADP is really high, actually higher right. than I think it should be. But I'll still be getting Works value. Works for me. So. Yeah, um, Works for A.J. Brown. Yeah. Uh let's see. All right. That's that's this game. Um I like Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I I don't have a problem with if Najee Harris was RB eighteen, RB nineteen, it would make a lot more sense to me and I think I would draft him some this year, but with him being RB thirteen or see, RB twelve, there's just no way I'm gonna draft him. And it's not it's not like, oh, he's a fade, you know. I do have some some fades people who I don't want to draft, I'm afraid to draft, but he's not one of them. It's just his ADP is a little too high for me. Right. The next guy is a fade. I mean, it's – I shouldn't have even prefaced that – preface it this way because this this category of the game is called why so high? Why is this guy being drafted so high? I, I almost didn't trust the ADP, and let me double check that I wrote this down correctly. Yep, I did. I don't trust it. Okay, so why is this guy so high? Hunter Henry, guess his ADP. Just Hunter Henry specific. This is your guy. I like Hunter Henry. I think he's a good football player. Man, all right. Uh, man is how I just fill airspace. Brother. Man. <laughs> um, all right. I do, He's a tight end. Who does he play for now? The Patriots? Yep. And are people – oh, man. Are people really going to be doing the – oh, uh, Bill Belichick. Like, we just – the Patriots sign anyone. We're like, well, Belichick, you know? And I guess it's just true, for, uh, but it's also like uh, – Yeah, so for people who may not remember, they signed Nelson Aguilar, wide receiver. They signed Kendrick Bourne, wide receiver. They signed Johnny Smith, tight end, and they signed Hunter Henry, tight end. I just uh, – those players aren't that good. I don't yeah. – it's like, well – and I get it. The Patriots are taking guys who aren't that good and, like, put them into roles. But it wasn't their whole team. 
like Kyle Van Noy was added to a defense that had some pieces and ended up being like well used. But this is an offense that has really, really bad pieces, and they just added more bad pieces. I'm going to say he goes seventh round. Okay, maybe I oversold this. He is currently going in the ninth round. Ninth round, okay. pick four. Tight end nine, 105 overall. You think I, this is too high or too low? It's too high. I don't. I, I don't okay. see how you can fill out a, a tight end list and have Hunter Henry as a tight end one this year. I mean, just for the same. Okay, so if if you think Cam Newton's going to be the quarterback, they barely threw the ball last year. So that means you have to really think his. Uh, see now when I do this, you didn't oversell it. I said just while you're going through, you did not oversell it. I just think that I know that people are thinking Patriots and they're drafting him because that's ridiculous. You know, this, uh, this fantasy pros ADP does not line up correctly because when I look at the overall, Mm -hmm. it has Hunter Henry, 105. Then when I click the tight end list, it has him at, 111 overall and tight end 11, but that's irregardless. He's still a tight end one. It's still a little high for me. Um, yeah. We have no idea if he's going to get more targets than Johnny Smith. We have no idea how much too tight end they're going to run. He's always injured. Like I said, I like the player. I would draft Hunter Henry in the 13th, 14th round, 15th round. That's where yeah, I thought sure. he would be going. Um, there's just a lot of weird stuff going on with the tight ends, uh, in general, based on this ADP list. For example, Tyler Higby, for some reason, is t- tight end 13, um, which I'm just finding. I, I think he's going to be my tight end seven, and I don't like him. I just think he's the next best after you get past the quote unquote big six. Sure. Um, I might end up reaching for a tight end this year. I ended up striking some small gold with Robert Tunyon, but I can't find a tight end. Too. I'm sure yeah. I, I, I might try to take Gronk. Gronk and Gronk is a guy who's going to go early in our league too. Yeah, I mean he could. He won't be on my team, that's for sure. But I hope uh, it works out for whoever takes him, unless they're in my division. Um. Oh, I can't wait. We got. I'm going to put some. I'll I'll say this offline. No, I'm, I'll just say it. I'm going to put some real money on uh, Tim Tebow being drafted. I mean, oh, man. it's going to happen. And like I'm going to say on the podcast that I'm going to bet real money that someone, probably Rico, drafts Tim Tebow. And <laughs> that would have been fine. And I'll, I'll win money. Um, oh, yeah, he's a good one. That, he could He could do that, too. Big Josh Gordon um, drafter. All right, you know what? You know who likes to take. <laughs> you know who likes to take uh, bad Jaguars backups and watch them become great is Tyler. It's freaking James Robinson, and he's probably done it seven more times that I can't remember. But... I know he drafted Keelan Cole, but that was he, that was when he didn't do well. Um, people are starting to like Keelan Cole again, which is interesting. Um, is there another one? Another high low? Another one? Uh... Yeah. So the last part of the game is why is this guy so low? Uh, So I have three players. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm actually just going to give you the one. You try to guess the one guy. Why is he so low? Uh, Oh, sorry. I got to tell you the guy's name. D. 
Damian Harris, running back for the Patriots. I was like, uh, I'm in Ross St. Brown. <laughs> uh, Damian Harris. Where, and you're asking me what? Why is he so low Why is or he where so is he low? going? Yeah. I think he's too low, and now you guess. Well, where is he? I didn't oh, fully think about this game. Okay, no problem. I would say Damian Harris is probably going as an RB3 outside of every league, or in every league except for Bill Simmons' league. And so I would say RB3, when are you taking that? Like sixth round? Uh, okay, let's do this. He is pick 85, which is – oh, gosh, I got to do the snake. This no, first that's the pick, uh, end of the – that's the eighth round, right? It's the uh, first pick in the eighth round, yep. Look at that. Look at me finally getting one right. So, oh no, wait, what did I say? Sixth round? Oh, never mind. I'll take it back. I'll take it back. <laughs> I, I think he's a fifth or sixth round pick pretty comfortably. Yeah, me too. Um, I just don't get why he's an eighth rounder. And the Arizona Cardinals, uh, I thought I wanted you to guess this, but I don't. The Arizona Cardinals have two running backs being drafted ahead of Damian Harris James Conner and Chase Edmonds. That makes um, no sense. Chase Edmonds is pick 69, RB28. So pick sixty nine. That's the, uh, set. Oh, jeez. Why am I bad at counting backwards? Ninth pick of the sixth round, six point zero nine. And James Connor is one pick before Damian Harris. Why are people assuming uh, that Cliff Kingsbury is going to figure this out? That's a great question. Um, like we can't, we watched two Cardinal seasons in a row, and we're like, Kyler, he could be special, but man, the coaching is really holding them back, and the play calling is really holding them back. Well, it's the same; they didn't change yep. any of it. Yep. You know, and now it's like, oh, actually, they're going to support two running backs as RBs two, RB twos, low end RB twos, high end RB threes. No, they're not. I what think, are you talking about? I think a lot of stuff in sport is like, and I think being a Luka Doncic fan made me realize this. It's like. There's a big difference between being cool and being good. And sometimes you're both, and sometimes you're one or the other. And mm-hmm. people don't like Luka Doncic. And it's because he's a, he's, a, he's a bitch on the court. I mean, there's no way around it. Um, he has his antics, but he's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. And people don't like him, and people think he's undeserving of praise. Now, there are some people who praise him weirdly, and, you know, Bill Simmons has said some weird stuff that didn't make any sense, but – there are other people like, you know, he got the cover today and there are people saying like, he's not better than Russell Westbrook. And it's just like, <laughs> don't read those. All right. Like, don't like, read those. Like, yeah, you, you like Russell Westbrook because he wears the clothes that you think are cool. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's why I think Russell Westbrook. Are verified people saying this? Or, or, <laughs> no, these are not <laughs> Anime people. photo kids saying this. Uh, yeah. So the reason I say this is uh, Cliff Kingsbury, he's hot. He's young. Uh, he's got you know the hair and the the mansion and and all that. Like ten personnel, you know, four wide receivers, which they didn't run the past two years because they didn't have the players to do it. Um, which maybe they will this year, but you know, you got AJ Green as one of those four wide receivers, so yeah. who knows? Um, but yeah, people. It's cool to like them. It's cool. It's cool to like Cliff Kingsbury. It's cool to like Kyler Murray. I. I don't love Kyler Murray. I like rooting Thank for him, you. but I don't love him as a talent. I just – what I watch is just not someone that I think is transcendent. So, 
except for when he does the pitter patter. That's pretty fun to watch. But like I said, it's just you know, I think he's good. I think he's fine. I don't think he's a bum. I don't, but I just don't yeah, think right. he's a, a you know at all top like top five, top even ten quarterback. Well, you know what? I was looking at a top five list, and they all all the top five lists these days have Josh Allen. And I'll admit that I was wrong about Josh Allen. That I'm not going to admit that he's top five, maybe ever in my life. I mean, there's no way around it. Josh Allen got a lot better. Yeah, and it was pretty unpredictable. I didn't think his worst was as bad as you did, but I would say that if I if I'm going to say I want to see Josh Allen do it again. And if he does, I'm going to say, okay, I want to see Josh Allen do it again. And I'm going to say that probably every day. Yeah, that's, that's – I, I, don't, I don't have a problem And then that. if he's like – if he's good for 10 straight years and then he's not very good, I'm just going to – my dad used to when, – when Brett Favre played for the Vikings and they made it all the way to the NFC Championship and Garrett Hartley kicked the game-winning field goal. I mean, we're talking like they're on the doorstep. They should have won that game. And my dad is like, I've said it once, I've said it a million times, you don't sign Brett Favre and just expect to win the Super Bowl. I'm like, <laughs> you know, Dad, like they got all <laughs> time. He's like, Well, I was right. I was I was right. I said it all along. I was right. I was like, Yeah, but you know, Dad, winning the Super Bowl's pretty hard. Like the Vikings yep. were were not very good, and then Brett Favre took him to the NFC championship. I mean, I don't think that they regret the decision. Well, no, everyone was like, they're gonna win. All right, okay, okay, I get it. And that's how I feel about uh, whatever we were just talking about because I lost my train of thought. But I know it was related. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a couple thoughts on that too. Like uh, – Oh, Josh Allen. Yeah. 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 That's what I'll and, do. For tell, uh, if I said it once, uh, Josh Allen, not made for an NFL quarterback. <laughs> One of those uh, do-it-again guys for me. Um, I've always been a long, a long believer in Ryan Tannehill's trash. And yeah. – uh, he did it when he subbed in for Mariota. I infamously uh, rode his hot streak to the championship game of my other keeper league. My uh, What used to be my favorite league, it uh, has fluctuated between my most important and not as important league anymore. Um, the HCW league. Uh, mm-hmm. I had Tannehill. Um, I benched him in the championship game for Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football and watched Kirk Cousins put up just an absolute dud. The, the Vikings had, I think, clinched the wild card, but they were trying to keep the Packers out. I don't know. It was some type of weird playoff implication game where it was like, we think they're going to try, but there's also a chance that they might not try. Um, but I also had Mike Boone that day because Madison and Cook were hurt. So I went with Cousins and Mike Boone. And Tannehill put up his, you know, normal 28 to 35 points, which he was doing at the end of that first season in Tennessee. And Cousins put up like eight. And I lost by like 15 points. Um, Then I went into that next offseason, which was last offseason. And I said I would rather keep nobody than keep Ryan Tannehill for a 16th round pick, which is (laughs) one of the dumbest things ever. I mean – I don't know. It's just completely idiotic, and it cost me because I had quarterback issues in that league last year. Uh, it was my first year in that league, missing the playoffs since 2013 when I didn't when I wasn't in the league because I didn't go to the draft because it was like first week in a senior year, and I was like, I'm not leaving school. We didn't have virtual drafts back then. Um, but yeah, I. I 
Tannehill is a was a do it again guy, and last year during the year, I sort of bought in. Um, I probably talked about that either in the chat or to you or in the podcast. Um, I bought in, and in this year, I'm. I did my rankings. I had Tannehill at like QB nine or QB eight, and I was like, what if? Arthur Smith is the reason that Tannehill had his second career, you know? And I was gone. Yeah, and it's just terrifying because like I'm I'm in a lot of leagues. I have him on my dynasty team. I'll probably end up drafting him at some point because I have him so high and his his consensus rank is gonna be lower than what I have him, which just means he'll just end up on my teams at some point. Um as of right now, it's not something I'm looking forward to, but you know, I he's this year he's becoming a, a sh, sh, what, what did you say? Show it again, prove it again, do it again, yeah, repeat it, yeah. something like Just that. Just watch him do it again, yeah, yeah. So if he does, he does. If he doesn't, uh, then my dynasty team will suffer. But to wrap this up on to how we got onto this conversation, uh, Damien Harris, RB34. He's he's a clear cut starter, first of all. Um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if people think Sony Michelle's a thing, but he just Sony Michelle just doesn't register on my scale of anything. Um, James White does; he's there, but it's not it's not a reason why Damien Harris should be pushed down. Maybe if you don't believe in Damien Harris's talent, that's one thing. I think it's because a lot of the people who drive the market are 100% convinced that anytime the Patriots get to the red zone, Cam Newton's going to run it in. Yeah. Uh, and they're not going to hand it off to the running back. So I think that's silly for a number of reasons. One, it didn't work all that well towards the end of the year. Uh, two, the older he gets, the less the you know the less hits he's going to take. That's just that seems to be human nature to me. Two, he's going to have a full off season to you know build an offense around Cam. I I feel like they built a very limited offense last year, pro- probably partly due to COVID and probably partly due to Cam's decline in skill and maybe his lack of health. And the other thing, Mac Jones might play 16 games. And if Mac Jones right. play or sorry, Mac Jones might play 17 games. And if Mac Jones plays 17 games, he's not getting all the goal line carries. Damian Harris is going to get right. at one. least half the goal line carries that Cam had last year. So I just think, you know, sometimes I feel like the the risk and assumptions are baked in too much to certain players' ADPs like Najee Harris. Um, you know, Najee Harris, they, people are saying he's going to get the goal line work, all the third down stuff. There's no guarantee that Anthony McFarlane's not going to play on third downs this year. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's safe to assume that he's a second year guy who very athletic coming out of school, uh, Maryland. Um, there's no guarantee that the Steelers are not going to throw the ball in the goal line every time this year. You know, people are saying Big Ben is done. He's a diva just like Aaron Rodgers. Last year, this time, we were all saying Aaron Rodgers is done. You said, mm-hmm. like, if you draft Aaron Rodgers as a QB1, you're stupid or something like that. And uh, then he said, <laughs> fuck you. And he 
Uh, I, I'm sure I said something similar. You, you said something very similar, which I didn't – I don't think I disagree with you too much. Um, you know, he could throw the ball at the goal line every time, you know, and we could look on that like Chase Claypool has like eight receiving touchdowns inside the five. So, I don't know. It's just like Najee Harris, there's too much assumption boosting his ADP for me, and for Damian Harris, there's too much holding it down. So, I know I also said if you draft a bunch of rookies, you're stupid, and then I did that. Yeah, it happens. I not a slight, yeah. not a slight. No, 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 I know. I'm just – I know for a fact that uh, Jill had the choice between Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers, and I told her to take Drew Brees. So yeah. that was that was a tough live down. But then she was, like, so sick of Drew Brees, she picked up whatever quarterback and had a good week on the free agency pool after after just two weeks. And you know what? She wound up with Justin Herbert, so she did okay. Nice. Went 11 and 2. All right. In the interest of keeping this under an hour, was that all the thoughts you had? Because I feel like uh, that was one last thing. That was actually all I had. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was just some half-baked fantasy football thoughts, which probably could have should have been folded into the ADP stuff, but eh, it's not that important. We'll talk on it next time. Okay. Well, do you want to wrap it up with uh, my favorite category? Sure, yeah. All right. Babble, 10 minutes or less. Cool. <laughs> All right. Halfway through the season, I'm just going to just tell everybody what the situation is, the standings here, because I know everyone's following along. They've been checking the box scores in the papers. The American League, that's the league you're in. AL West, it's, t- it's, it's a tight race. I think that if you're not bought in yet, this is the time to really buy in. Buy the dip. You know, this is the <laughs> midseason lull. It's about to take off. We've got a tight race in the AL West. You got San Francisco is just four games up on Springfield. San Francisco is the best team in the AL. They're twenty-seven and thirteen. Springfield twenty-three and seventeen. They're currently the wild card team. Uh, in your division, the AL East, Key West, perennially a bad team, is in first place, which I'm surprised by. Uh, they're twenty-three and seventeen. Two games up on Berks County, who won the t- championship last year who's just a game up on Seabrook and we're talking you, you are in last place in your whole league, nine games out, but it's not that you're that bad. I mean, you've played San Francisco, right? And you played Springfield. Yep. I played them both last month and went three and 17, which is, and they're, the two, they're two playoff teams and I think you'll recover. And then they'll, they will start knocking other teams off and, and uh, and I don't like to give away what's going on in July. I know you've already played some of your games, and I've played. I've got five games back. My dad's done. He's gotten all twenty games because he played all ten. He's gotten his road. He at least I told him the record. I told him what he did against you. Uh, so yeah, you played my dad this week. And just a quick rundown of the National League. My league is extremely tight. There's nine teams in each league. Two teams are five and thirty-five. They are not at all confident. They are not trying. So that means that the best team in the league, twenty-seven wins. That's my division. They're a game up on me. I'm at 26 wins. For the first time ever at the end of a month, I am a playoff team. For the first time ever. And my team has been around since the 1960 season. It's 1979. This is season 20. My franchise, Team 10, has made the playoffs once. It was in the 1960 season. And they haven't finished above 500 since, I believe, 1966. So uh, we are very much the Detroit Lions and Cleveland Browns of this league. (laughs) And it is very exciting to see that we might make the playoffs uh, or at the very least finish above 500. But then underneath me, you've got 25 wins, Shenango Valley in first place, in the other division, and then 24 wins, 23 wins, 23 wins, and 22 wins. So we've got two teams at five wins. And then the other teams, the other seven teams are between 22 and 27 wins. 
with still 40 games left. So it is going to be uh, a very, very tight race. Next month, I play Cedar Park, who's 27 and 13. They're the team in first place. And Atlanta, who's got 24 wins. So I have a very tough August. I'm trying to capitalize against the one of the five and 35 teams who I play this month. And then I play the other first place team, Shenango Valley. So uh, who did you play this month? I played your dad and my second series, which I haven't started my home games yet, is against um, Seabrook. Okay, say. that makes sense. Yeah, you played Shiloh, I feel like, early on. And yeah, I know you I played did. San Francisco and Springfield. Yes, yeah, so I'm then, playing Seabrook. And you played Minglewood, right. And that would just leave Key West and Oklahoma. So so what's Key West and Oklahoma? What are their – you said Key West is in Key first. West is in first place. They're 23 and 17. They're a team that's had a lot of first-round picks pretty high. Like when I was drafting high, they were usually in that top three range. Okay. And they had been bad before I joined the league. So they're probably on the upswing. Uh, and then Oklahoma is a team that's been bottoming out lately. They're not as bad as the five and 35 teams in my league that have no pitching or defense, but Oklahoma's a good team. Oklahoma's one of those teams that have made like savvy ish trades in that they always seem to have a ton of picks, but then they just trade all their players, mm. which is sort of what I did, but, and their, and their picks are good. They've taken a guy I've wanted a few times, including last year when I traded up from six to three, assuming I would get this pitcher, Bob Welch. And they would take Ozzie Smith without realizing they had taken Alan Trammell the year before. And so they took Bob Welch and I wound up with whatever hall of fame, greatest defensive shortstop of all time, Ozzie Smith. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I really wanted the pitcher. So they, they have a good team, but they also, you know, they traded me like a future Cy Young winner for, uh, like a setup man who's good for like wow. one more season. I thought that was strange. They make some, some strange chain uh trades i don't know he's 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 i think we've made two deals me and this guy and it's like a father-son combo but i i don't know it's they're an interesting one your league has got some of the, the cracker jacks you know my league's pretty standard but <laughs> but let's I, see uh, uh go ahead no i was i was just gonna move on to talking about players on my team because that's all i can add to this conversation for the most part <laughs> Uh, I'm going to pull up your stats here. Let's see where you're standing here. It looks like – so here's your problem. You're hitting 241 as a team, which is eighth in your league. 302 on base, eighth in your league. 367 slate percentage, eighth in your league. You're better than Minglewood at hitting. But then when you go to the ERA, Minglewood is – their ERA is only .005 points worse than yours. So you guys are very evenly matched, and your ERA is seventh in the league. We got my ERA definitely took a big hit uh, last month, um, mm-hmm. but I know my home games against your dad. You know, I had some really great pitching. I gave up uh, two runs in three of the games, and I gave up actually I gave up two runs in four of the games, and and the gave up three runs. So pretty um pretty good pitching. Level yeah, pretty good pitching. Um, this month in those five home games for sure. Um, I'm pretty much being carried by my star outfielder, Sixto Lizcano. I mean, without him, I don't know where I'd be. I think he's the only guy who has more than five home runs on my team. Um, (laughs) I don't don't even know how many home runs is a lot at this point, but I think he's the only guy with more than five. That's a good point. I would say, uh, in the 80s, if you got to 30, you were like a bona fide power hitter, or like the late 70s where we are. 
And nah. so if you're at 15 by this point, then you're a stud. But, you know, like Mike Schmidt, I think, led led the midseason if I look at it. And he has 15 for my dad. Right. And then, yeah. So the top four guys are 15 and then three times a 12. I haven't looked at the stats, but I'm pretty sure I shut down Mike Schmidt. Um, he was number some, one in the MVP race. Somebody at the bottom of the order got to me a few times. I forget who in your dad's lineup, but I don't think Schmidt did much damage. He actually, I'm pretty sure he grounded into a double play in a clutch spot at one point. Ooh. Or maybe it was just a regular out or something. Um, he is narrowly yeah, he leading the MVP race. I don't. But I know. I know. Sixto did. Um, I'm sure MVP vote has some wins in there, so I'm probably he's probably being dragged down by my. No, it actually doesn't. Uh, record. She doesn't. No, oh, you would okay. think, but it doesn't. But he, the he formula was, is interesting. He, Go ahead. He was pretty crazy against your dad um, for both home and away, from what I understand. So, I think I was. Uh, yeah. I think he was six twenty five on base at or for the home games against your dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure I remember that correctly. My iPad's in a different room, or else I would read the actual stats to you. Um, but yeah, I, I can't wait to see them folded in, and I hope he has another good series against Seabrook. Um, yeah, so this month I was pretty much going all out, um, and if it didn't go well, I was going to tank the last month for a pick, um, knowing that. I'm going to run out of the use of some of my better players. For example, I only have four more games with my number three hitter, Otto Velez. So mm-hmm. I'm going to play those four. I'm going to play them games two through five against Seabrook and just see what happens, you know, get some, get some more at bats for Lee May, some more at bats for uh, Jason Thompson. Not but can Liscano play for the rest of the season? Uh, I think he can. You have him at 30 games, and he's eligible for 69. There's 39 games left, so you should be so able to play that, him all but one. Yep, yeah. So that, yeah. I, I scheduled that. Uh, yeah, That's he right, sat, last month. He sat against the, the really good teams, which I knew I that was going to win. But that's so he's currently forty-one in the MVP race. But what's dragging him down because it's 41. the seventies? They they created the formula just to be like what people cared about in the seventies. So it's the counting stats. So because he's played like eight, nine, ten less games than some of these guys, oh. for now, you know, he just has like less hits or he has ten home runs, but he only has like twenty-two RBI. Some of these guys have thirty-two, and that's just a small difference. But you make that up in ten games with the guy who's as hot as he is. So over time, like he's gonna play about 70 games for you. And that will yeah. uh that will drive him back up the board. Right now I have Andre Dawson as number two in the league. He's on my team. He had just a big, big, big series in the series I just played against Jefferson State. But his OPS is eleven thirty four. He's not supposed to be this good. He is is on base. He doesn't draw any walks, but he's just getting hits. I mean he has eleven homers and seven triples is really what's doing it. Seven triples he has forty five RBI in forty games. So he's only played thirty seven of them. And yeah, he's just Last year, I had Eddie Murray really carrying me. This year, it's been Andre Dawson. And uh, uh, Jim Spencer's supposed to be my best player. He had an awesome end of the month. I think he was good on the road, and he was good just now at home against Jefferson State. But, yeah, I'm hoping to knock out the last five games. I got to knock him out this weekend. I mean, stats are going to be due on the 20th, which is coming up on Tuesday. So, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm stoked. But 
I will I'm say actually, for my team, we talked about this. Just last thing on my team, my team can absolutely hit. And the first month I had a bad year. Now I lead my league in on-base percentage. I actually lead the whole league in on-base percentage. And I'm 3,000th of a point behind leading the league in slugging. And I'm 3,000th of a point behind leading the league in batting average. Two different teams there. But if I have another huge month against a bad team in Jefferson State, and if I can hit Shenango Valley, whose pitching is is good – I mean, I'm, my offense is – and this is like the first year they're going to be good. My offense is supposed to be good for the next like eight years because all I draft is offense, and that's why I can't – my pitching ERA – my ERA is worse than yours. So uh, that's how that stacks up. But I can – I can I think, I, rank. Um, I think in this the, – the, the strategies that I'm learning towards team building, um, I'm going to try to avoid the, the Ws. Um, for pitchers and um if i can get some c's with you know an x or a y uh z is very uh, z is the most z is the is the highest is the hottest commodity you get a guy with a z he's gonna go pretty early in the draft okay yeah so that's the other thing i'll need to like how do you know their letters per year so when i do my my uh, draft board like i already have uh let me just open it up i already have the draft board queued up for 1980s draft with the pitchers and i have like john's gonna send up the limitations file he's already sent them out for 80 and 81 then we'll get 82 in january and then i own 83 so i was going through that and then i was at my dad's house and i went through 85 i still have to go through 84 but then i'll send it to you like for example i have Four years of here's a random pitcher Charlie Lee, uh, CW CW I don't know BY I don't know and then he, he's out of the league in '85. But so I just do like the first six years of his career, and then I'll look at Baseball Reference and try to gauge like okay here's how they had been carding him, and then here's if he gets better or if he gets worse, and I just take that into consideration. But six years is a long time, so I kind of just stick with that window. That makes sense. Like some of these guys, like someone like Dennis Martinez, who comes up in like '77, he's pretty good, and then he's he's really good, and then he's not good, and then he plays. Yeah, '76. That's right. He plays from '76 to 1998, and it's like, yeah, well, now I have him for 23 years, and it's like great, but his first All Star game is 1990, so that's wow. a heck of a wait. <laughs> and he's pretty good in that time, but you know his ERA. Uh, from 1982 to 1986 is uh, 4.86, which is not good. And then all of a sudden he goes to Montreal from the Orioles. He sheds the Orioles. And from 88 to 92, his ERA drops to 274. Sounds but it's like, right. you know, we're talking that's that's the year 2031 that you have that on your team. And I'd love to hope that this league is around then. But, you know, my dad will say things like, well, by then I'll have dementia and I'll be living in a nursing home and I might be dead. Okay, cool. Hey. <laughs> I wish, yeah, thinking about, you know, getting into players that I know, like a majority of the league, I was thinking about that. And, you know, we're in 79 now. I probably don't know the majority of the league until probably 99. So that's about 20 years. And I was just thinking like, I wish we could do either start a new league or do two, two, uh, two years, two seasons per year or something like that. Maybe I'll, would, have uh, get in with, I'll have to, yeah. I'll have to get in with people or you start a league and get me in with some of your people to start a, 
more current league just so that I can have a, a tiny bit more fun. It's fun without knowing people, but I, mm-hmm. I definitely think I would be better at team building knowing players. And, and I would feel more comfortable mm-hmm. setting a lineup. Like right now I'm alternating Castino between three and six um, yeah. just based on who I already have. And it's like, I have no idea. He could have been a leadoff hitter. Like if he was a leadoff hitter, it, it would be weird that I'm batting him. You know, well, I think so. Also, <clears throat> yeah. I was just going to say, but also like my team, my offense is weird in the sense that I just have a lot of low average guys, low on base. So it's hard to get yeah. some of those guys in there. Well, I think that if you ever, uh, what did I do here? I could, what the heck? If you ever come to the APA tournament, I think you would learn a lot from. So I'm looking through this. Key West, no. Here are the owners in the league that go to the tournament. Birch County, yes. Seabrook, yes. Augusta, let's say you were there. Uh, Shiloh, he's the commissioner. He's there. Uh, Lake Hills, yes. Sarasota, yes. Actually, I'm Mesa City. Cedar Park, yeah. Jefferson State, yeah. Glenshaw, yes. Uh, and Shenango Valley. 11 of the 18 owners go to the ABBA tournament. There's only 17 owners technically because one guy has two teams. So 11 of the 17 owners go to the tournament. And it's just like I've learned a lot about playing just from like talking to the guy who runs Lake Hills, my friend Steve. And he's the kind of guy who uses the 1994 Indians and is like, yeah, I just, I just lead off Albert Bell. And if you look up the 1994 Indians, yeah, I mean, it's not, I don't think it's that, but he does. It's like, he, he plays it like it's, it's a card. Like I'm playing the math. He has yeah. my, my look at, brain is I don't know if I'd be able right. To I don't do that. that. I can't do that, and I don't know too many people who do. But he's like Albert Bell is a four thirty eight on base, so he I think he hits him second, and he'll be like Kenny Lofton leads off, which I don't know. He's just that's just the way he's wired, and that's how he plays. And I'm not saying that's what you do, but then I start to realize like, oh yeah, I guess you're right. Like if a guy is a fourteen with an asterisk, that's basically like a double in basic APA. So I guess he could just lead off even if like I bat a I bat a two thirty hitter lead off because he's got a 360 on base percentage. And I realize when the bases are empty, I can basically get on first. And he steals 58 bases this season. And oh, he's a 260. This is last year's 230, 360. This year he's a 260 hitter with a 386 on base and 58 steals. He just walks and steals second all the time. And then all of a sudden I have uh, Eddie Murray, Gary Carter, Andre Dawson up and a guy on scoring position with no outs. And I don't know. That's that's kind of the stuff I would have been like, I'm going to bat this guy ninth and just hope he ever gets a hit. And now I'm recognizing that actually the math that is at play here. And some people take it to an extreme, but I don't know. I just, I've learned a lot about team building and that kind of stuff. And I have to do a ton of work. You will never have to do that work because I do it and I enjoy it. And then I just send it to you. But there are definitely guys on my team that I have no idea what they look like and I still pronounce their <laughs> name wrong. But like I've gotten good at I know what these guys are. Like I know their careers now so well that it's gotten easier to create the lineup and like i feel bummed out that i have to leave certain guys out of the lineup sometimes because i remember drafting them and i look forward to the future of their career or you know i take an outfielder and i'm like he's going to be my third outfielder one day and then he's like actually my fifth and and i can't even work him in the lineup but he hits 275 290 i don't know that's what like but to your point it would still be fun if you it would be more fun maybe if you knew all the guys it was not fun i can't say it enough times it was not fun for me the first couple years yeah, but, I get that. 
then I had a big draft. And eventually, like, we know – you, we've looked at your roster. Eventually, you have to cut, like, five guys. You have to draft five guys. And that's when you will start to have more attachment to your team. Because, like, you love John Casino. That's your guy. Yep. So, I drafted him this year. Yeah. Um, last thing I was going to say about my team, it looks like next year – and you can look at this with the file you sent me. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like next year my hitting is going to be pretty – pretty considerably better i don't know how much better you might think it is but just off a quick glance it looked like it was going to be a lot better to me and my pitching was going to take a a slight downturn but i think just based on my current roster i would guess whatever however i finish this year i should should be looking at two three four more wins just based on the talent but you know it looks like with your team larry drafted a bunch of guys who don't play a lot of games like 55, 46, 50, 56, 53, 40, 40, 55, 50. What that means is, is you have to do a lot of work. It's a little tough this year, bouncing. And I think yeah. I'm pretty sure something's going to smack me in the face later in the season or, you know, once I get towards the end. I haven't done a great job paying attention to that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, but just conversely, the other day, like, I was for like, my starter, sorry, go ahead. I was saying, like, just the other day, I was like, oh, crap. I had four games for the Royals. Yeah, yeah. You texted me that. Yeah. Yeah. On the like conversely, five or six of my starting nine can play seventy games. And two of them can play eighty. So, nice. you know, that's like that's that's but that's kind of what I draft is hey, can this guy like if this like this guy has a great season but he only can play thirty eight games. It's like, well, I don't know. I kinda want the consistency. And it's not like my third oh, there's my third baseman. He plays seventy one. That's seven guys. The other two are my first base. And uh, I guess one of my outfielders. Yeah, I have two outfielders who combine for eighty, and I just rotate those two in. All right, yeah, my third outfielders, and my third outfielder, and my first baseman. But that's fine because I still have Gary Carter on my bench, and so he just slides in when the first baseman comes out. Murray plays first, and Carter DHs. But anyway, that's the tricky. I look at your team, and I'm like, that's what's tough, and there's nothing you can really do about it. They're good players. They just, you know. Don't play a lot. Your pitching looks like it won't be as good, but if the hitting is better, that's more fun, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah I Ooh. think. Uh, I oh know wow, I your think pitching I'm... is ridiculous in eighty-one. Anyway, sorry. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, um, dude, a I'm pretty sure beats. a guy who. I, I'm pretty sure one of my relievers becomes an A starter, and he's one of my relievers that I don't use right now. Is it Dennis Lamp? Oh, maybe. You have an A and four B starters in nineteen eighty one. That is gonna be ridiculous. If you can get some hitting, you know, that would be a game changer. Les Cano is a decent year. Is Velez still playing? Velez is a good year. Willie Wilson steals only thirty four bases. That's disappointing. I love Willie Wilson. Jeez. Um yeah, I love games, Willie though. Wilson too. I, I've had him. Uh, he's been in the leadoff spot all year for me. I think he played seventy-seven this year. You know what I forget though? Eighty-one was the strike year, so thirty-five steals probably wasn't that bad. Uh, thirty-four steals. I mean, he had eighty the year before, but you know, eight nineteen eighty is Willie Wilson's big year. Hits three twenty-six and steals seventy-nine bases with fifteen triples. Yeah, he'll be right in that leadoff spot again next year. Yep. 
Yeah. Cool. All right, man. It's 9.45 for me, 10.45 for you. I had a great time, but uh, it's time to shower and watch some Atypical on Netflix. Oh, I can't wait to get back into that. We're we're so far behind on TV, pretty much. Mm-hmm. We haven't – the only thing we actually caught up on was Dave, and that was because I made Danny watch. Uh, I got to catch up on once. Dave. I got to catch up. I caught up on Loki over the weekend. I guess I could watch the finale of Loki tonight. That's probably what I'll do instead of Atypical, but – you know, what I really am going to do is uh, walk out of my bedroom every single time and, and forget that the mirror is missing because it's like – it's amazing. <laughs> Take some of the mirrors out of your house and think about just how empty it looks. <laughs> Such a disorienting thing. I can't really describe it. Cool. Yeah, I hope that uh, our next podcast will probably not be until after the U crew attends Memphis, so I cannot wait to tell you – by that point, I'll be much more comfortable telling stories, I imagine, and I will I assuredly have some stories. Rico still is a Rico is afraid of Memphis. I will I call think, him out on this podcast. You mean violence-wise? No, he just thinks it. Yeah, sure. Rico watched the snap map of Memphis when I first moved here and saw some stuff, and is like, "I don't want to. Like, I want to not be there." Like he saw, I think he saw a girl giving some guy head, and I think he saw some other weird shit. And I think he was looking Why in the wrong place. I would not places. want to be there. <laughs> no, I totally get that. <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, yeah, don't go to those places. Yeah, and we're talking, he must have been in, like, the wrong places. And, yeah, I, listen. I, I saw a strip club at, on a snap map one time. It was so confusing to me. I was like, did I just see what I thought I saw? Like in Memphis or just remember. in general? Now, I think it was in California somewhere. Yeah. That's actually where I, I used to guess. do that a lot more often. Just I like, did it with Periscope back in the day when you could just watch what people were doing. <laughs> oh, I used to love Periscope. The best is yeah. just trying to get people to respond to the dumb questions. <laughs> dumb stuff. Periscope. Like, oh my gosh, they rubbed my comment. <laughs> I would I would always go I would always go to one of my favorite things to do is to comment on people's vocal fry, mm-hmm. and I'll ask them like, "How did you, how did you learn to speak with such vocal fry?" Or like, "Do you do you do the vocal fry on purpose, or does it just happen to you?" And it's like, or like, I've been trying to learn my, uh, I've been trying to learn vocal fry. Like, how, how do I get it to be as good as yours? Just stuff like that. Yeah, classics. It's I I shouldn't have said any of that out loud. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just like Rico will be like like I said that my neighbor has a delinquent notice on her apartment, but I think she just abandoned it. I think she was I know she was a student. Maybe she's just home for the summer and just hasn't paid it. But Rico, I, I said that story. Rico's like, oh my god, why are we going to Memphis? We should just be going to Nashville. Like, oh my god, it's so <laughs> rad. I'm like, oh. like <laughs> you need to chill oh out, my dude. Gosh. You know, I just, I don't know what, I don't know what his vision of, uh, of Nashville is, but I think it's like, uh, the streets are paved with gold and white girls, but, uh, you know, we have white girls here too. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Are we sure that Rico's even accepted in Nashville? I mean, it's like, I don't trust Nashville with anything, you know, I I know for a fact. What? Go ahead. You know for a fact that what? I want to see where this is going. I said I know for a fact that I'm never going to Nashville for any reason. Do you feel like it's a race thing? 
Oh yeah, for for Rico <laughs> potentially, maybe even for me. How, how do I know? What do I know? This is well, this let me why tell you I think... You're welcome in Memphis. Oh yeah, I, I know that. I <laughs> I wouldn't have a problem going to Memphis. I get it. But Nashville, I just don't trust it, man. You know, I I just don't get it. People people stand in line at that wall to take pictures and. <laughs> you got to get on the bus and woo and it's just not I mean yeah I like laughing at that stuff I I don't want to be around it though yeah I think that uh, I think we'll have fun but I'm okay with it being a night I started, I started to be like oh, I kind of wish it was two nights and then I was like you know what no I don't because we don't know anything in Nashville at least here I know where to go you know yep. what I'm saying like at least here That's like exciting. we're gonna do this yeah I'm still yeah, waiting cool. for you to figure out the strategy uh, for how I'll how you'll keep me on FaceTime, just in a shirt. I don't understand why there on. there isn't like I would wear like fake lens glasses that are just recording like Instagram Live, but it's like they a select feed. like I could just do that. I thought so too, but like I can't. I'm sure they're expensive, or I don't know. I would do that. I would just be like filming my night. I don't think they sold, and I think people thought it was too invasive. Yeah, well, it is. I want you to invade my whole life for this couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> I want it's you just fun. on a live feed, just living vicariously. Um, what else is I going to say? I just want to say that there's this girl I used to work with at my last job, and uh, she's on a vacation with her boyfriend, and that's cool, but like, the stories that are being posted, I'm like, oh, we would never date. <laughs> like everywhere you go, you guys are taking a picture kissing? Every single location? <laughs> like this is That's Taco funny. Bell. <laughs> I I wish I took more pictures, but then when I think about taking a picture, I'm like, I'd rather just do some fun. So I'm going to be taking an Instagram photo because no one's listening to this part. I'm going to be taking an Instagram photo. It's a bit artsy. And a bit petty, let's say, a bit petty. You know, I feel like I've I feel like I've earned a little pettiness at this point. And uh, I hope you guys, you know, hype me up a little bit when it happens. Cause... Oh, you're not telling us what it is. Got it. No, I just I think it might end up being kind of lame, but I hope it gets hyped up by you guys anyway. You know. Sounds good. I hope you do uh, a rap lyric that I think is an I original did. quote. And I'm like... I did, and you will. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I did, and it, and it will uh, look like just an original quote. And also, so I picked a whole location. I have someone coming to take the picture, not like a uh, like someone I know. Uh, that's awesome. I mean, I'm I'm uh, I am like I've got it all mapped out. Oh, I mean, it feels like a closure moment for me. But it's I gonna be a little artsy. A little bit artsy a little bit out of my and because like you said like you don't love things neither do i man but i don't know i'm gonna try and step out of my comfort zone i post sunset pictures once a week now you know <laughs> you uh, yesterday gave me a good laugh that's nice you can I hate, actually thought nice. i thought uh i thought we're in memphis oh and yeah. I got oh you're talking about how Rico wanted us to do three sunsets in three time zones. And we were all kind of like, that's a little extra, but you know. Yeah, I got a little confused because I knew Tim was on vacation. And I was like, that's cool. He went straight from one vacation to the other one. And then I was like, oh, this is some other type of joke. 
So some of us, so, so I'll just tell you what we said. Uh, um, I, I was talking about one of my high school friends made fun of us. I was like, yeah, he's right though. <laughs> like I'd want to be mad, but he's right. This lame. And uh, Tim said, I wonder if the people who don't know all of us wonder if the three of us are together. And I said, well, Rico keeps specializing the time zone or clarifying it. And Tim's like, yeah, that's true. But like the people that only know you and the people that only know me think I'm with you guys. And I said, and the people who know us think we are fucking lame. (laughs) (laughs) They always have. And then we're talking about how Zach doesn't have an Instagram and he needs one, but yeah. And then Rico texted us this morning. Tim deleted the sunset LMAO fake friends. Well, (laughs) I kind of want to do the same thing if it's all the same, but I like posting them. I don't know. Something nice about it. I, um, as I mentioned earlier, this is my bachelor party weekend, going to Atlantic City. I have one friend who posts a lot, and I hope that he doesn't this weekend. Fair. Not that anything weird's going to happen, because it's no, I most get definitely it. not. But I don't yeah. know. I just probably do one photo at the dinner table and post it when I get back from the trip on Sunday. Yeah, we're going to take a lot of pictures when they come to Memphis. Unless I'm on a, a heater at the craps table, and then maybe somebody can go live, or I'll go live. I like going live way more than I like posting. Yeah, well, Rico is so ridiculous. Hopefully Rico goes live every day. <laughs> it's such a dumb thing. That's why I like uh-huh. it so much. I like social media to be more joked than serious. Like Me too. I don't know if you saw my fireworks post. I laughed so hard at that. Like uh, Instagram, I, I just uh, I don't know if I posted on Instagram or Facebook or both, but uh, basically, Facebook. I'll, no, I'll summarize it for you. I learned about a setting on the iPhone, which this is my old man moment. They have a setting on the camera to where you can take photos at night and it like brightens it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. actually pretty cool. But I was taking a bunch of them, and I had <laughs> I had accidentally turned on. The- on my camera, it was a 10-second delay, and I had no idea what was happening. So one of the pictures that it took was not of fireworks because sure. it was, like, in between. <laughs> and I posted it, and I talked about, like, oh, I'm having a great time looking at the fireworks. Like, unfortunately, I missed it, but I'll, This I'll has to be Facebook. Year. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up, and, yeah. and I'm sure I will laugh. It's not it, just, it, it just made me laugh so hard because I know that my family and like my dad and my aunt who liked it, they were like, Oh, that's a great picture. Like they had no idea it was a joke. I even referenced it to my dad over the weekend and uh, he didn't know that it was a joke. And I don't know. That's what makes me funny. When I make a joke and people think I'm serious, those are helps to take great photos tonight. I use this feature to take this very good photo of fireworks. Only problem is that I was a few seconds late next year. It just it still makes me laugh. I don't. Oh god. Yeah, I love it. Mine has been serious because I'm going through some serious stuff. I think I'll go back to. I I think Snapchat is Snapchat is when I like to make my jokes. I I love how we say, "All right, let's wrap the pod and then talk for thirty minutes." But I really do actually like it. But I do think that Snapchat is where I look at like my old Snap stories again, pre Jill, and I'm just like talking about how I just went to the grocery store and bought Fruit Loops with marshmallows for some reason. Like Mm -hmm. I think that that's like. Uh, that's people want to hear this. <laughs> Nothing wrong like, with that. 
it'll be like a fake product review of Pedialyte. I don't know if you ever saw me do that. And oh, fake God. product review of uh, apple cider vinegar. That one was you one. You did. Um, you do the commercials sometimes. For the yeah, podcast. true. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and I used to. And and I think the Snapchats were a little funnier. But uh, yeah, I think maybe I'll go back to being like that eventually. But who knows? I don't know if that's really for Instagram. I don't know what is for Instagram. I first so, I thought putting put music with lyrics in your stories just lame, and then I see everybody does that. So I guess not. Like, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, almost every story that I look at has one of those presets or a song on it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's hard to commit to me for a story. Um, I'm more of a poster than a story guy. Yeah, but I get that. The cool thing about stories is that you can look at who see, saw them, mm-hmm. and then you have to ask yourself, like, did they watch it accidentally? Or like, uh-huh. Did they watch it? And then if you post multiple, you can see yeah. who like skipped Stuck it. it. Out. Uh, yeah. So that's good to know. Because some of those people don't like your posts. Some of the people who do like your posts, they only watch half your story and you got to wonder why. You know. And, it, and sometimes it's just an accident. Sometimes it's like, yeah, you know, course. I clicked on it. But then, or sometimes it's like, yeah, I wanted to watch it, but I was actually doing something else. And then I kind of had to click away. But, you know, I've definitely got people who uh, who ride with me. You know what I'm saying? I, I post those uh, rate that song things. And I will say that, uh, you know, there's definitely a pattern in the people who vote sometimes. It's either my <laughs> friends or people who want to be my friends. You know what I'm saying? Nothing, but, hey, I, I love it. I saw that once. Did you post that more than once? Uh, I did it once in 2018. And oh. <laughs> when I looked at the people who – because, you know, you can look at all your stories. Well, I barely posted stories. So I have two. I have Is This Be a Classic? It's a poll, and it's Out of Control Remix, 50 Cent, while I'm driving home from work. And then I had uh, If This Came On at the Club, How You Feeling? And it's Fat Joe, What's Love, featuring Ashanti. And it had 21 votes, mostly dudes, but, uh, you know, some not dudes. And then I posted it. What? I'm watching the game. Oh. I posted the one yesterday or Sunday night. That's when I came back. I didn't, I'm embarrassed to admit that I got in my car and took that picture. Uh, I had not been driving. I just got in my car and did it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fucking talk to me. Uh, that one Why didn't you just votes. screenshot the Apple music? Shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> I was, it was a, it was a callback to, uh, it was a callback to when I did it in 2018. Like all the okay, real fans. Got it, got it, got it. Boy, get a shorty. Good song. I, oh, it was yeah. on the pop two countdown this week. That's why I uh, played it. Girl I haven't talked to in a long time gave it a zero out of ten. So listen here, Erica. It's really a good song and you're being a hater. Okay. That uh, do you, let me ask, let me end on this. Okay. Do you think yep. I should do that every Sunday? Because that was my thought. Should I just do that every Sunday? Just a song, have people rate it, or would that get really old really quick? Once a week. Maybe once a month? No, once a okay. week wouldn't get old. Once a month it would that's not frequent enough. That's what I mean. Bi-weekly? Yeah. Once a, a sweet week. spot. Once a week is fine, I think. Didn't you used yeah. to take drives on yes. Sundays yeah. and post pictures yeah. of it? I remember that. That got made fun of. That got made fun of a lot. And that's why I'm, you know, I think you made fun of a lot. Katie Sakina made fun of it. And I don't know why I cared. Uh, but I think I think part of me is like, yeah, that is lame. Like I know it's lame. And so when someone makes fun of me for it being lame, it was 
it was it was kind of lame. It was when I would drive home from my house, from my dad's house to my house, and I would play some slow song, and I'd be like Sunday vibes. And the first time right. I genuinely, it was like organic, and then I was like, oh, what if I did this twenty times and made it a playlist? And I was like, that's fucking stupid. That's overkill. What uh, What are the chances Casey Kino listens to this podcast? Um, oh God, I'm told, I'm thinking of a completely different person. I hate Katie Sakina. <laughs> I was thinking, well, I hope she listens. Katie Heffern? Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, Katie Heffern, apparently. I followed her on Instagram, and she's got a cool little bake shop. I didn't follow that because I didn't want her to be like, oh, that's weird. Why are you following my accounts back to back? But, you know, it <laughs> looks like she can bake. It looks like she can really bake. It's good for her, man. I was going to ask a question about the Katie who I thought you were thinking about. How do you pronounce her last yeah, name? Yeah, I won't be taking any questions on any Katie's. Thank you, though. <laughs> okay. I Katie Sakina is one of my least favorite per- people I met at the mall. I yes, yeah. I would I would tell her to that to, to her face today. If, I think I'm I, one of Katie Sakina's least favorite. <laughs> I she knew I didn't like her in college. It's fine. I'm pretty sure yeah. I cursed her on the hot bus. I don't regret it. She's a shit person. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, oh, yeah, sure. Anyway, uh, I hope she's doing well, but I just don't like her. <laughs> um, anyway, I posted four sunsets this month. I think I'm going to cool off a little bit. Four and 14 days? That's a bit much. Yeah. I did a sunset uh, when I moved. I said last Cockeysville sunset, which made me laugh because, like, it's just ridiculous. It's the same, <laughs> the it's only, almost, but it's the only thing like... What redeems it for me is that it's the Mississippi River, so it kind of looks cool. Yeah. But it's still like, like if it was just, if I was at the Why Missing Park system posting sunsets, and you guys would be like, all right, man, hey, those are just some nice cirrus clouds, but let's take it easy. I was thinking about taking a picture and posting the ducks today because there's a park mm-hmm. uh, nearby, and I walk through, walk through it sometimes. I hadn't gone on a walk in a while, probably about five days now since I went this morning. Um, and all the ducks that, you know, I have the animal knowledge of, like, a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. Sorry. Like, watching the game, Cam Johnson just got hurt, and then they didn't stop the game, which is, like, has never happened in the history of basketball. <laughs> um, so, anyway, uh, uh, I'm, I don't, I'm not good with the animals, and... There's ducks, maybe geese. I don't know the difference, um, but people call them ducks. So we have the ducks, and none of them are white. Like, you know, like the Aflac duck, none of them are ever white. They're always mm-hmm. like the dark-colored ducks. But today, there was two white ones. And then I noticed some of the other ones were turning colors. Uh, I'm sorry, were turning white, and the mm-hmm. darker feathers were, like, on the ground. So I guess... They just get older and become white. But my first question was, were the two ducks that were white, are they like the parents of all of these other ducks? But then I remembered sometimes you see the little baby ducks and they're around the mother ducks, I guess, and they are not white. So I don't know. It was just cool seeing the two white ducks and I almost posted it, but instead I just sent it to my group chat and asked if they were the parents. And then my friends made fun of me. 
Yeah, I uh, I have no thoughts. I have no <laughs> idea. I have absolutely no clue. What I do wonder is why do we bother talking about fantasy football when we would so much rather talk about uh, Ducks and Gator Takina and yeah. and uh, Rico being Rico. I think I do think that episode Ducks and Katie Sakina. I do think that we should just do a podcast like the the Sunday Tim Rico and Zach leave. I just I I had that thought. Did I not say it? Maybe you did. I don't think I. I don't know. But yeah, well, that's if you had the thought, then that's what we're doing. Yeah, it'll just be stories. Yeah. That sounds fun. Cool. All right. We're approaching 100 minutes. Yep. Let's get out of here. Oh, wow. Hey, this girl from the mountain's kind of gauge. All right. I will uh, talk to you later. Goodbye. Goodbye.